and I probably should do an intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's. That might help. Hi, hello, welcome everybody to another Katase. Well, this is a mix actually. This is a mentorship and a healing talk. And today we are going to do a bone throw, a bone throw about the virus and everything that's going on around it. My name is Helmut, Helmut Warman Whitaker, and I am here again with my beautiful, amazing, wonderful, just all around remarkable human <laughs> wife, Kay Cadell Whitaker, uh, the author of The Reluctant Shaman and Sacred Link. And she is going to throw the bones for us today. She's going to do the ceremony. The first part is throwing the bones and then she's going to study them uh, for quite a while. And then we come back and she will share with us what what they are saying. And before we get started with anything else, I am going to read the question that we're going to present or the request and questions we are going to present to the, to the spirits today. So please show us the truth about the coronavirus, COVID-19, and the pandemic it allegedly caused and share with us about the wisdom of the draconian measures of quarantine and self-isolation that are being implemented all over the world. Is this version of the coronavirus truly so much more dangerous than any previous coronavirus, or are we being fooled into believing that it is? If so, why? How much of this is a scam and an agenda to have us all live in isolation and fear so that we can be easily manipulated and controlled. Whichever the case, what are the best things we can do for healing and to use these current events to move forward in a powerful way to manifest a different, glorious future for ourselves, for humanity, for all life on Earth? All right. Go ahead, Kay. All right. What you see here on the ground, this is the bundle before it is uh, completely open. This is the, the, the bag, the house, the bone house. And there's two bags inside that. Here they are. There's the bones and... Uh, what we call the central hub. So this is where, where it begins. We're, we're talking with the spirits. We're asking for their help. We're asking them all to come and, and be here. All of, uh, all of the helper spirits, all of the bone spirits. Each one of these bones has a spirit connected to it, and they come every time the bundle is opened. This is the ground that the bones are thrown on. And these are the bones. This is their, their wee little house they live in. 
There's a lot of them. There's more than 60. That's six zero. And I just stopped counting. It's six zero. That's 60. In the bone, bone thrower's life, as a bone thrower, they, they never stop doing all of the ceremonies and the journeys to go talk to the spirits and learn. And, um, and then when the spirits decide, uh, have a new bone that gets added into the bone bundle. So it just, that, that study, that apprenticeship with these different spirits uh, continues until the day I die. Now I'm going to attempt to pick them up in my hands. It's getting to be quite a lot. When Chia, my teacher, did this, she's so little, her hands were really little. She actually had a gourd. She put them in a gourd because there was just, there's no way her little bitty hands could hold them all. So here I go. And now, Helmut, if you would read the question again so that we can blow that question onto the bones. Give me a sec. Please show us the truth about the coronavirus, COVID-19, and the pandemic it allegedly caused. And share with us about the wisdom of the draconian measures of quarantine and self-isolation that are being implemented all over the world. Is this version of the coronavirus truly so much more dangerous than any previous coronavirus, or are we being fooled into believing that it is? If so, why? How much of this is a scam and an agenda to have us all live in isolation and fear so that we can be easily manipulated and controlled? Whichever the case, what are the best things we can do for healing and to use these current events to move forward in a powerful way to manifest a different, glorious future for ourselves, for humanity, for all life on earth? And now it's time to blow that question Onto the bones. So everybody, blow the intent of the question onto the bones. Now it's time for me to study this, and it takes takes a while for reading the whole thing, studying it in my by myself with the spirits. And then we'll be back. Okay, thank you all. We see you at noon. And now you can all come on Zoom. And we see your beautiful faces. All right, see you then. All right, welcome back. We did the, the intro. We did the question, K through the bones. And... Here is what they have to say, what they want to share with us. Um, go ahead, Kay. 
All right. The first, the first thing that the bones uh, do is, is they, they start talking through the pointers. And here's the first pointer right here, the longest one, long straight bone down the, in kind of the middle there. It's, it's lined sort of horizontally. And that's where the storyline begins, right there. It creates an energy line through it that uh, is coming off both ends, but it, it always heads in just one direction. So the energy line starts out over here and moves this way through that bone and straight out. It also has a little tiny curve on the end of it, so it, it has a an extra line, a secondary line that, that's coming down, swinging down here. So the very first piece that the spirits are, are showing us that they're talking about is this one. It has kind of a little face on it. It's a monkey. And it, it represents masks, our masks, the social programming, uh, all of our blind beliefs, all of the the stuff that comes from our 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 current modern culture that uh, is out of balance it's upside down and backwards it's totally out of balance and this is what we're taught we're we're taught from the time when we're born these are the uh, enculturalization of of each and every one of us with all of the blind beliefs, with all the lies, with all the uh, rules and, and shoulds, and that's our mask. We've internalized it. And it, everything starts out with that. And it's touching the hand on the right side. Everything on this side is the right side because it's my right. Everything starts out with that. And it's touching the hand on the right side. Everything on this Somebody side. might have their selves unmuted. Everything starts out with that. And it's touching the hand on the right side. We're good to go. We think we're good to go. Make sure to mute yourself, please. When you don't have yourself muted, um, because there's a little bit of time delay in all this electronics going around the world, uh, uh, it comes back through the headsets, the speakers, and delayed, and and that gets really confusing. So. Keep yourselves muted, and we'll continue with the, what this uh, story is. What do the spirits have to say that is described on this energy line here? It's sitting right here uh, on the right side by the right hands, touching the right hand. Everything here is the right side. Everything here uh, is the left side because it's, it's my left. So 
this this right side. This is um, the everyday 3D time space physical manifestation, the 3D world, everyday world. It's the male energy, masculine, um, linear, a lot of linear thought. So it's it's interacting with the hand there, and the, the hand symbolizes uh, our tool. This is one of our our most important tools is our hand, because we do so many things with our hands, and we're we're using these masks as though they were a real tool that can actually do. Um, the things that we would hope that they would do in the world, but really they're just masks. They're just blind beliefs. They're the, they're the lies of the culture. They're all the, the, the shoulds and the rules and the dictates and conditional love, all that kind of stuff, all this, Automatic pilot behavior. There's a sleepness. That's what the headaches call uh, being asleep. We've gone to sleep. We've forgotten who we really are, and we've taken on these masks as as our identity. We we learn to believe that those masks are who and what we are, and couldn't be farther from the truth absolutely could not be farther from the truth but that's that's where we're at that's uh that's the biggest thing here that's a big dilemma for all of humanity is we don't know who we are we don't know who we are as individuals most of us we we have no idea what we are we don't know who we are as groups or as a culture as a as a whole hum, human race, we have no clue. And that, that means we can be manipulated. That means we're really easily lied to, very easily conned, and very easily lied to. So this is where we're starting out. Between this hand and this foot here on the design, there's a little white piece here. That one is the deer nation. And it's about how we take in information, how we learn things. And concerning the question of, of today, this pandemic and, and all the, the things that are going with it, all the isolation uh, requirements that are going with it, we're we're just believing it. We're taking it on without any question. We're we're using it like a tool. We're using it uh, like something that is uh, on our foot or our leg. Something that's on the foot or the leg. This is a foundation. This is uh, a basis of our life. A basics. The basis of how we are thinking, how we are standing, how we walk our walk, do the things we do, make our decisions in life. And 
right now we're trying to use all this blind belief stuff, all the masks, all our asleepness, the the automatic pilot behaviors, the not questioning anything, which is part of our culture. Don't question anything. We're trying to use it as a tool. And we're trying to stand on it like it is a, a foundation of our house that it has some kind of stability, like it's going to be able to hold us up, hold our lives up, hold our culture up. And it can't. It's, it's a house of cards. It can't hold anything up. But we're leaning on it. We're we're hoping that that, that does what uh, the propaganda says it's going to do. Uh, but it can't. We follow the line a little farther, and it, it hooks into what's on the arm here. These, there's two pieces here on the right arm, the beginning of the right arm. And this one is the people, all the people. Here, this is because of the question, it's referring to all the people of the modern culture, all of humanity. And the piece next to it is sickness and illness. And it's not in the position of being sick with a disease like a germ. It's in the position of being sick with things that we hold in our subconscious, we hold in our linear mind. In other words, we're sick because of the blind beliefs, because of the masks. That's what's making us sick. When in, in the Hedekas culture, in the ancient Egyptian culture, uh, we try to look at the cause, behind the cause, behind the cause. And as we boil things back down, looking down these steps, the cause, behind the cause, behind the cause, it keeps coming back to masks, 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 and all the things that that means, what comes with it. And there's a lot of that talked about throughout the whole bone throw. So it's on the arm. Something that's on your arm is, is like a, a strength. It is the strength and the power that, that um, allows you to have a tool and to be able to utilize your tool. And it's on the right side. It's, here in the 3D time space everyday physical world we're we're trying to use it's saying it again we're trying to use all of this stuff that has made us sick and is making us sick sick in the mind in the heart in our physical body and in our spiritual self it's making us sick that's a much bigger sickness than anything this germ could be bringing. 
And we'll talk more about that in detail over here. But we're going to scoot up the arm a little bit more because the that energy line is picking that up. There's two more pieces here on on the arm. And this black curved piece, this is the Egyptian cat goddess, Bast. And she is about pure creativity, pure, true creativity. Her symbol, which you can't see because it's upside down, this piece is upside down, that means we don't have access to it at this moment where we've given it away. That, that hieroglyph is a combination of two hieroglyphs. And there is a, a curved line at the top. And then there is a touching the bottom of the curve. There is a rectangle, long rectangle that comes down. And in the top of the rectangle is half of a cross. What this represents is male and female. It represents um, men and women. It represents sexuality, the uniting of the sexes in sexual union. And most importantly, it represents the linear and the nonlinear parts of ourselves, the male, masculine, female, feminine aspects of our own beingness and our physical uh, bodies here our physical presence in this 3D time-space world. Here's the uterus. Here's the vagina. And here is penis. They are together. They're in union. And there's a small... um, appreciation and and gratitude and celebration of the physical aspects of this but the most important aspect is this linear and nonlinear parts of ourselves the male female masculine feminine and they represent Everything that's that this ground represents, everything that that uh, are the in the bones falling on that, the nonlinear part of ourselves, the female part, this is all, all the unconscious and the subconscious. This is all the things that are psychic, all the the mystery things. This is the all the unseen. The spirits, the contact with the spirits, our connectedness to everything in the universe, our relationship through this connectedness to everything in the universe, it's expressed in the non-linear because as it exists and interacts with us or we're interacting with it, all everything happens outside of linear outside of time space everything that's nonlinear does not obey the rules of time it does not obey the rules of space it's nonlinear 
Everything that is the masculine, that's linear. That's our linear mind is part of that. Everything that is physical, physical matter, the presence of time, the movement, the marching of time in our lives, taking action in the 3D time-space world, having a a 3D time-space life with a 3D time-space physical body. That's, That's on the right side. That's male, the physicalness. And the the living under the rules of space and time. So Bast has these two aspects of our being and marries them because they aren't separate. They they aren't two separate things. The modern culture ideas is that the only thing in the world is this matter 3d time space matter that that's it and they deny the existence of everything that is nonlinear and that's the nonlinear part is said to be the bigger half this this womb at the top of the of the symbol this is the uterus this is the uterus of the world of the of the universe this carries everything every dimension it carries every kind of energy all the different types of of worlds dimensions realms all these different ways of talking about all this stuff it's it's all here. Everything that is nonlinear is here. And in the vagina as well. And that is the doorway. The phallus, the penis, that's very linear. But it also carries a spark. It carries the sperm. It carries a piece. It carries the other half of of the fertilized egg in, inside the body. It's a, it's a spark of life. It's half the information. It's a physical part. And they are inseparable. They're absolutely inseparable. We try to live as though they are. And for who knows how many millennia, we've been trying to live with the concepts that the nonlinear doesn't exist. Spirits don't exist. Uh, angels don't exist. And that has gotten stronger, stronger, stronger through every century. And now it's dominant. It is a dominant belief, a blind belief. It's a dominant lie in our culture. And we, we live accordingly. We try to make that true. So here on the arm, the arm is the strength that makes the tool work. And our boss, 
our true creativity, because true creativity can't come unless these are united and you're acknowledging both and, and the doors are open in here for things to, to flow and move back and forth. Energies, sperm, the, the beginnings of continuance, the continuance of, of all life. And so we we have it upside down here. That's when you think about it going out into all different aspects of life, that creativity is being cut off and we're losing ability around the, the whole planet um, to support plants, to support trees, to support animals, to support bugs to support the water, to support air, our atmosphere. We're losing the capacity because we have separated these, these male, female, feminine, masculine, linear, non-linear, and we've tried to throw away more than one half of all of existence. Obviously, this womb, which is endless, absolutely endless. It's the universe with all its dimensions and uh, everything that that possibly could be and mean. All the, all the consciousness, all, all these different intelligences, all the songs. We're denying its existence. And... That pulls everything apart. That allows us to make decisions that continually kill, kill off things in our 3D time-space world. Remember, this is 3D time-space here. This is the, the strength and the tool that, that is supposed to, to make all this operational. And we're killing it off. We're killing off the fertility in the human species. We've, we've pulled the lovers apart. And what does that leave, with, leave you with? It leaves you with no children. There's so many people who are having trouble getting pregnant, having a baby, and it isn't just the women. Uh, the men are just as infertile as the women. This is, this is a huge, huge, huge problem. It's not just the human species. This travels through all the animals, all the plants, the water, the air, the soil, everything. And interestingly enough, it's sitting on top of another piece. This one here underneath is kind of a, an oval brown. And it's, um, this is the purpose in life. What did we come into this physical life to do? 
we all we all have something that we we came here on purpose for. We chose this. We came here. And there's a whole bunch of different things that we wanted to do and take care of. And we wanted to be so-and-so's children. And we had, you know, maybe so-and-so's mate, maybe have children of our own. And, and we'll do this kind of job and this work. And I want to uh, accomplish this idea, this this thing. I want to be part of this element of a, the culture right now in this time. We chose that. And our purpose in life um, has a great pull on us. What we put down on that list are the things that we're drawn to the most in this lifetime. And we usually end up doing something something there, something with all these different pieces. It doesn't mean that it's written in stone. We, we are figuring it out and changing our mind as we go, and we can totally cross an item off the list. But for most of us, most of the time, our tendency is to follow the drive, the push that that item on the list has for us. So we're talking about a whole, whole culture here, a whole modern culture, the whole human race, and how, how this germ, COVID-19, and, and this pandemic is, is affecting all these people. And it also um, is part of the purpose of the plants that are here at this time and the animals and the other spirits that are here. Everybody has, has chosen to be here to be part of this picture and go through these experiences, creating the state that we have right now. We chose, we chose to be here. We chose that this was going to be part of our uh, experience in, in this lifetime to have a, a pandemic, have a, a big scary germ, uh, and all the things that might go on with that and the possible deaths and, uh, and what, what the powers that be have have done uh, because of this germ and because of this um, pandemic. We chose this, and it has other pointers that are, are pointing at it, other things that it's connected to uh, around, around the ground that show another picture here. This is a, an opportunity for us. Sitting next to them, going up the arm just a little bit, it's a little brown piece, that is frog. And frog is right side up and really strong and really square, square on the bicep. Frog is all about um, wanting to, to help, wanting to help others. Wanting to make a difference. Wanting to make things better for everybody. And in, in the doing of that, the frog is, is feeling her own song. And the joy of her song and the love, massive love from her song 
and her love for all the life, all the life that's nearby her, all the life in the world. The story of Frog is that she's sitting in her very pretty pond, just, you know, perfect little pond, and there's little plants and maybe little water lilies and, and all this is around and the trees and so there's sunlight and some of it's filtered with the trees and there's all these birds or the other frogs and there's you know the bugs and uh, it's just beautiful it's a perfect place for a nice little frog and she loves her home she loves her little pond very very much she loves all her neighbors she loves all the neighbors she doesn't see and doesn't know that are spread out around the whole planet. She loves life. She is deeply in love with life. And this passion, just so much passion, and it just wells up like bubbles from the mud and coming up through the water. It just has to come up and rise and pop out. It just wells up in her, and she has to sing. She has to sing this passion and this joy and this love for everybody and everything. And so she does. And she just fills everything with that, with the song, fills the air with all the vibrations of that song. And she goes on about her life. What happens is a side effect because everything has cause and effect. So there is a side effect of her joy and her passion and her love and living her song and singing that out. The side effect is that it causes water to evaporate and go up into the air and go up and be clouds and collect, and get heavy, and come down as rain. So in an indirect kind of a way, she brings the rain. She sings and brings the rain. But she never sings in order to just bring the rain. She never does that. If she tried to do that, it would not happen. That's a kind of prostitution. It would would work. No no water in the air, no rain. What makes that work is she's following her song. She's following her purpose in life. And she's following her truth. She's standing in her truth and living her passion, her song to her fullest. That's what's in that vibration of the song. That's what lifts the water molecules up. That's what brings the rain. And so in that way, she brings continuance. She brings life to everybody in her pond. She keeps the water in her pond and keeps it fresh. And and all, all that rain Uh, feeds everybody, takes care of everybody, and it's all over the planet. She's feeding 
taking care of, making sure of continuance for all the life on the planet. And in that way, she's not directly doing it, but she wants to help. She loves everything and everybody and wants to make sure that they get everything that they need. But she doesn't do it on purpose. She's just following her passion. She can't help herself but to sing her song. And the song and her love, her truth to herself, that's what makes the difference. We're holding that on our bicep. That's part of it's the energy that's in our bicep. That's the energy that is in our purpose in life. And that means that we have that potential. We have that possibility to do what the frog does, to live like the frog does, to know who we are, to know our song, our truth, our passion, what, what our love is in the world, and put it out in the world. Do it. Be it. Share it. The world. And that's, that is a very, very, very strong medicine. That's, we have that in our corner in a big, very good, strong place. So we're going to follow this energy line up. And the next piece on the line is this bigger gray one right here, a pale gray. That one has to do with hiding. We're hiding. We learn how to hide when we live uh, buried in our mass. We live with a mass controlling everything, live asleep. And we're hiding in our fear. We're hiding in our masks. We're hiding from the truths of this situation. When we're asleep and we're buried in our masks, we're hiding from our own purpose in our life because they conflict. And if we start looking at the purpose in our life, in our own song, in our own truth, our own passion that comes from the heart of our song, uh, Everything that the society stands for here, uh, all of this upside down and backwards turning wheel, all those ideas, all those ways of thinking, all those kinds of, of decisions and actions that have built the world that we have today and all the problems that we have today. It's in complete conflict with our song complete conflict with life itself, complete conflict with continuance of life. It's in conflict with our creativity, with, with the bust that's part of all of us and part of all of nature. And so that is, that's overwhelming. 
And so we hide. We hide from that. We hide from our song. We don't want to know it. We don't want to feel it. We want to stay asleep because looking at it, feeling it, realizing the truth and the magnitude of it feels way too big and way too painful. So we hide. And this little piece next to it here, that one is sadness. Sadness and and sorrow. Uh, this this horror, this horror level of sadness that each and every one of us carry because we follow the cultural dictate as a tiny little child and started to give away our song, give away our power. We forgot who we really are. We forgot about what that feels like because that's what the society said we had to do because that's what it means to be a piece of the society and a member of the family in the society and a, a part of the culture, to live the way of the culture. And if we want to be part of any of that, uh, we're supposed to follow all of it, go to sleep, follow all of it, and forget the feeling of your own song, forget the feeling of, of your own passion and forget the feeling of your purpose in coming into this life. That's the most horrific thing that we can do and, and experience in our whole lifetime. The pain of it is, is just uh, unthinkable. And we don't want to remember that. We don't want to remember the pain of giving up our own truth just so we can be accepted by the society, accepted by family, and be so-called successful in our lives in the culture. So we give it up. We're following this line down. Here's the the first pointer bone, first pointer bone itself, and we have a a big collection of stuff there. Here's the moon. It's a crescent moon, and it's leaning on the pointer, so it's it's kind of standing up in a, a way that it can't do by itself. Has to be leaning on something. It's very accentuated that way so all of this is extremely emotional very very deep emotions that go back into our our infancy with all of these the enculturalization the letting ourselves go to sleep to forgetting who we are, what we are, what we came for, what our possibilities are, what our passions, our love really is all about. We're, it's, it's very, very emotional. And it's, it leaves us in a state that um, people can manipulate us 
and get us to feel very, very strong emotions about whatever it is they choose to have us feel. And so we're being continuously indoctrinated and about this issue of this, this question, uh, the COVID-9, the germ, the, the pandemic, uh, all the things that, that are going on because of it, we're very emotionally invested. And it goes way deeper than just those issues. Sitting right next to it is the turtle. Um, the turtle carries everything that it has with it, wherever it goes. A lot of turtles um, have very huge territories. <laughs> Some of them uh, even swim around the oceans and you know go from continent to continent. Wherever the turtle goes, uh, it's carrying its own stuff, its own baggage with it on, in its shell. And so wherever uh, wherever it lands, it's still the same old story. If it's carrying a bunch of junk in the shell with itself, um, gets to the next destination and the junk's still there, nothing's changed, still the same old, same old. But if we can wake up, if we can get ourselves out of the stupor and out of the fog and allow ourselves to feel who we actually are, feel our, our song, our heart, our beingness, that's who we really are, and to feel what we are, what is that? <laughs> It has a feeling to it. And we knew that when we were born, when we were tiny. It's part of what we forgot. But if we let ourselves remember and feel it again, then we're cleaning out everything that's in that turtle shell that doesn't belong there. So no matter what we do, where we go, what happens, what we have is our song. That's what we are feeling and perceiving. That's our influence. That's a, that's, that's our, uh, our destination, our song, and the love and the curiosity and the uh, creativity and everything that goes with that. It's it's there. We can see it. We can feel it. We can utilize it. But as long as we're asleep and dragging the baggage around, we can't. And so right now, we're dragging baggage. And our whole culture is dragging all this baggage, this culture that denies the bigger part of existence. The bigger part of our own selves denying it. And trying to Shut it off. Turn it off. Degrade it. We don't have to live that way. But that's where we are at the moment, and that's where our attention is. We are buried in it right now. And 
we are relating to the strong emotions. We're relating to our history of this mask baggage. We're relating to who we think we are. That's this this piece, the bigger whitish piece. It's got a lot of dried fur stuff on it. It's very, uh, we're relating to the elders of our, our current culture who also have been living totally in their masks for centuries, for millennia, being asleep. Um, we think that that is a fruitful way to, to live that that is going to get us what we what we need in our culture what what we're told we want in our culture uh cultural success economic success and this is all very linear we're identifying with the linear part of ourselves it's a little white piece it's right buried kind of in the middle there. We're identifying with the masks. That's who we think we are. We're identifying with the linearness of, of the masks, the linear mind being very dominant, trying to control everything, making the linear mind the dictator, we're, we're identifying with that. We think that's who we are, what we are. This black piece that's like a triangle here that's in this whole group, that is the vulture. And the vulture represents absolute unconditional love. And here she sits upside down. Um, as the spirits say, her skirt has blown up. Um, that means that she's not in touch. She's, at this moment, she's not in touch with the unconditional love. She's in touch with only conditional love and all the shoulds. The, the short version of, of what the upside-down black triangle vulture means is should, 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 should. That's what our society's been saying. That's what we've been taught from the time that we're born. You should, you have to, you must. Should, should, should. And it comes with, with a scolding. That's what we're identifying with. And that's what we're being fed right now because this, all this stuff right here, it's, it's next to this first pointer, but it's also a part of the second pointer and it's part of the third pointer and they make a triangle. Pointer number one, pointer number two, pointer number three. They make a triangle, and all this stuff is inside the triangle of our identity. Who and what? 
are we identifying with? And this identity has a really strong in, intensity about it. <laughs> this emotional um, uh, it's almost like a weapon. It's emotional intensity that you have to, you should, should, you have to, have to, have to. You have to think this. You have to behave this way. You have to do this. And it's all very close to this piece right here. It's kind of gray. It's got black on it. And it's a, a long pointed kind of triangle shape. That one's the germ itself. So not only are we being told about every aspect of how we're supposed to be living, thinking, feeling. We're being told what we're supposed to feel, everything about what we're supposed to think of our, in our daily lives, our, our whole life, about every aspect of our life. We're being told, of course, everything that we're supposed to think and feel about COVID-19 virus. There it is, right there. It's being dictated. And we have been very well trained to put ourselves in this very susceptible, uh, I'll even use a no-no word, a vulnerable place of, of just sucking up the lies, whatever it is they say. Doesn't matter what kind of of uh, information, or if there's any proof, or, or where it's come from. It never mattered our whole life about any other kind of information that we sucked up and blindly believed in. And now, being so well trained in that, we're just sucking up everything about the virus, and it just ain't necessarily so. So we're going to move a little bit farther uh, down the line. And because this is part of this group here, there's a brown one with some blue and black lines on it. Those are the spirits. All our spirit helpers. And this is our ability to be able to communicate with them in two-way conversation. Communicating with the spirits. And... We have that gift, every single one of us. We have the ability to perceive them, to understand what they're saying to us, what they're trying to help us with or teach us about. And right now we're not listening. On the other side is the coyote, and it's right side up, and it's in in very close to this horizontal midline. So it's, it has a governing effect on a lot of things in our lives. And the coyote is the trickster. In this position, this particular trickster is the mouthpiece for the masks and the masks of our culture. And to keep all that 
keep it going, keep it going. It's on the left side, it's aiming to the left. So it's talking about how we have internalized all of this kind of information through the years from our culture, family, all of it. And we've internalized it. It's deeply, deeply part of our subconscious and our unconscious. And it governs a lot of what we do, what we think, and how we think and feel about who we are. What do we believe about who we are? That little broken record coyote is, is been sitting there your whole life, still there, still babbling, still saying the same stuff. We follow this, the first line out through the spirit part of the arm and the hand. There's, there are no pieces there. On the other side of the uh, pointer bone, there's a brown one here, and that's dog, the dog nation. That's about blind belief. The more, more and more and more about blind beliefs. We are, are just totally buried and governed and dictated by the blind beliefs that we've picked up and we're carrying around with us through our lives. And blind beliefs are what build our masks. And that's a big part of this problem. It's a big part of the issue. And has a lot to do with why we decided to come and be part of this whole experience of a pandemic and a big bad boogeyman virus. We keep following this, this first line. It's showing where our attention is. Where, where are we aiming our attention? What, what is our attention made out of? What's governing it? What's consuming it? What's pointing it? And we are looking, not used to this mic. We, we are looking down here, down this line, and the line ends way out here. Off the ground, there's this wee little piece that is standing up on its end. And that one is the Egyptian goddess Sasheta. She's magic. We're looking for our magic. We're looking for the big answer, the juju. It's, this is part of who and what we really are. This is part of what we are as linear and nonlinear as they are fitting together and working together. They exist united. They're interactive. They're sharing one back and forth to the other. They're sharing. That's, that's what true creativity is. 
this ability to utilize the nonlinear and the linear together, not shutting either one out, not making one more important than the other. If we're going to have a physical body in 3D time space, it's, if that's, it's an important thing. If we want to stay here in that physical body, a lot we have to pay attention to. And that's part of the totality of who and what we are. It's part of our song. It's part of the expression of our song. It's, a, um, it's our current vehicle for our song. So we can do things here in this time and this space. When we have these things together, working together, and we have control of our attention, that's pure magic. Now, in the influence of this first line, this piece that has red on it here, it's next to the dog, and it's sitting, it's heart level, it's kind of in the armpit over here on the left side, so it's, it's touching the heart area, it's touching the arm just a little tiny bit. That is the snake. The snake represents life energy. And because it represents life energy, it represents your attention because life energy follows your attention. Wherever your attention is, is life energy is going there. If your attention is scattered into a whole lot of different things and places and worry about this and that and uh, you have life energy going down each one of those channels, so to speak. You're spending it in a lot of different directions. It's scattered. But when we are waking up, we learn how to take our attention back, take control of our attention back. And we learn how to, to collect that, to focus it, to use it wherever we want, however we want. Our attention is a linear mind tool. And when we're asleep and the masks are running everything, they're taking our attention and scattering it in a thousand different directions all the time. They're wasting our energy. But when we're waking up, we're taking that energy back. We're taking the attention back. And we're learning how to focus a lot more directly and, and discerning what to focus on at any given time. And that's where real power is. That's a gift that we have. We need healing there. There's a reflection piece. Here's the snake. And in the other armpit right here, that's healing. We need healing to learn more and more and more about our attention and how to collect it back, how to wake up. That's what real waking up is all about. Learning 
that feeling of who you are, what you are, and collecting your attention to utilize where, where you choose. What we need right now is, is this magic back, back into our, our own hands. And that means the magic of focusing our attention. We have to, we have to take that back. That's where our real power is. And it's, it's been stolen from us. We've been taught how to just give it away, just hand it over without a second thought or question. And that's another thing about what's happening right now with this virus. They told us we have to do A, B, C, D, and we have to obey. We have to think this way and that way and do all these things because of the virus, the pandemic. And most of the people aren't questioning it at all. They don't question it at all. Like they don't question anything else because it fits into the belief system, the blind beliefs that they've been taught all their life. And that means they're asleep. It means they've given all their power away. It's both been stolen and they have freely given all their power. But we don't have to do that. We can learn how to take it back and how to live differently. So this is a big, this is a big issue that really exists with this pandemic is this keeping people asleep, keeping this level, this degree of control over their linear mind, over their emotions, over their body, their health, over their spirituality. We've been taught little by little through the centuries to give a little bit more power away and then a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. This is another... This is another piece, another step. Now we'll go to the second pointer. And this is the second pointer right here. And it too has a line that starts way back over here, goes straight through the bone, and then straight on. So it's going through these pieces here in the foot, so it's circling out everything that's around the foot. And that's where this line starts. So in the foot here, this, this one here is the lion, the lioness. And she's over on her back. She talks about how, how we give our power away that uh, we not only have been acquiescing, we 
we haven't been able to stand up on our own feet and stay clean and true to who we are, to our song, to our truth, to our passions, to our purpose, like the frog. We've we gave it away. It got stolen from us. We gave it away. So on the foot, here we're, this is where the lion should be right side up. When the lion is right side up, she knows who she is. We've seen pictures of a, a full-grown lioness standing up, staring right out. She knows who she is. She knows what she is. She knows what should be in her realm, in her, her world, what should not be. You can see, you can feel the power in her attention. When she focuses her attention on something, it is just, whoa. And that's the way to live. We want things on our feet that, that are a good foundation that'll hold our whole house up and hold our life up. It's, it's a foundation that, that can withstand anything, any kind of shaking up. It's still intact, still strong, still knowing who she is, what her song is, who that song is. That's her. It's hers. That's her power. She knows it and lives it and shows it, no matter who. Shows it to everybody, everything. Not afraid of any of that. She shows herself. Here it's upside down. So it's describing how we hide. Here's, here's the hiding piece again. We're... We're hiding everything about who we are and what we are and what our real power is and what kind of magic we have, the power we have to change this world, to change the health of the whole world, of ourselves, of of being able to wake up personally, help the whole world wake up. We have that power. That's who we are. And we just gave the power away. Here, very close to the foot, the brown one, that piece represents our song. It's totally upside down. And this is as a, as a whole cultural group. Song is upside down. We don't know. We aren't feeling our song as a, as a group, as a culture, as a whole human race. We're not feeling it. We're not standing in the truth of it. 
We're trying to ignore it. We're trying to hide from it. It gets too conflicting. It's too confusing. It feels so risky. That's another piece that's in this group right here is the feeling of extreme risk. But it's, the risk is not in the germ. That's not what's risky. What feels risky to us is waking up. Waking up and really seeing, acknowledging we've been living lies, a lot of them. We've been living these blind beliefs. We were totally in a fog with all these blind beliefs. Acquiescing our truth and our power, our attention. On the toe, touching the toe, that white piece is the the teachings. Um, this in this regard right here, it has to do with uh, with the whole question: What is the truth of of the virus? What is the truth of the pandemic? And and all the the rules and uh, all that stuff that has come with the pan pandemic. It's it's right there. It's governing everything, and for the issue of the moment, which is the pandemic, the virus, we're walking as though. It's a truth, but it isn't. (laughs) There's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of trickery. There's a lot of lies going on. And the main design is to take more power away from us and to teach us how to be living more asleep and have more of our power gone. That's part of the goal. It's been the goal for many millennia, and it's increased with each millennia, with each century. Uh, And it's here, it's on on the left side. It's on this nonlinear side. It's not on the physical side. It's on the non-linear side, the energetic side. What it's saying is that it's, it's the idea of all of this that we have swallowed uh, completely. It's the, it's the idea, the energy the thought form of the germ and the need of all of these restrictions in a pandemic. There's, we bought into it. Everybody did. 
but it was well played. It was very well played, easy to buy into. We don't have any other information. We don't have any, anything coming to us that's conflicting until more recently. There are scientists and other people who um, dig around into the uh, the corners, uh, the secret places of this, all these things, and and finding out more, a lot more information. It isn't to say that COVID nineteen virus does not exist. It does, and the pointer points to it because here's here's the little guy with the black on it right there. That's COVID nineteen. It is a real germ, and it's not in in a real powerful place. It's here. It's certainly central in everybody's lives and attention, but it's not that strong of a germ. Um, we'll take the energy line up this way. The next one that's in the influence of the line is this one right here. looks like it has big bug eyes. That is a skull. That's the skull, and it means death. It's right side up. It's on the left side. It's in the the lower part of the torso on the left side. It's in this influence of the second energy line. And the death, especially in this configuration, is a doorway. This means big, big opportunity, big, huge, huge change. A chance to, to make some major, major changes. Some of the changes that have been happening are part of the, um, the governments of the world uh, cracking down on on everybody's uh, ability to move freely, um, making everybody stay secluded so so that we don't pass the germ along. That's a big change. Learning how to how to live uh, in a way that's different than what we're really used to. But the big change that is shown here is is what's coming it's what's possible this here's the pointer here here's the death here's the change the line goes here it points straight to the bust and and purpose in life that's on the arm in the right side that's our purpose that's our potential that's uh, a chance to to engage our inner frog here and use those things as a power. That's our power. We we need to, to stop and really take a look at the dynamics of, of what is being said here. The death piece right here, it has a kind of partner piece, one that um, 
is they're always kind of tied together in the story. And that's this one right here, this white piece. It kind of has a cross-looking kind of configuration there. It is right side up. That is the plumed serpent. The plumed serpent. The plumed serpent is, is describes um, our purpose in life and waking up to it. It describes something happening uh, in our lives, not necessarily connected to a, a point of time in the timeline, but it is connected to to the heart, and it is connected to the birthing channel, because it's right here near the birthing channel. This is something that that we can bring into existence. We can birth. It's, a, it's like an alarm clock that is going off, and for a lot of you, it's been going off for quite a while, and it's really loud, and it's saying, it's really time to find the truth. It's really time to find what's really going on, and I really want to know who I am, what I am, what what all these things are, what are the mystical truths in the world for real, and how does that have anything to do with me and my life, and how does it affect me, and what do I do with it? It's all these spiritual questions burning, bursting. The alarm clock is going off like fireworks. And it is mirroring, this is in the armpit here, it's mirroring this piece up here that's in the armpit. That is healing. That's in the process of healing. We need healing. We need to uh, spiritually heal ourselves. And that's that's the waking up process. That's learning about who we really are, the feeling, the feeling of who we really are. That's how we learn who we are. It's all through the feeling of it. You can't intellectually think about it and decide that, oh yeah, okay, that's who I am. That's just linear stuff, more linear ideas of who you are. That does, That's nothing who you really are has to do with the feeling of it. And that also includes emotions, clean, clear, true emotions, and the spiritual feeling of things. That's that energy, energetic quality, feeling those things in ourselves. That's how we, we come to know who we are. And that's, we're, we're waking up to that. Next to it up here is fear. There's always a lot of fear because society has told us, oh my God, don't go there. Don't do that. Don't think that. Don't want to know that. That's just really, really, really dangerous. And we have all these different um, languages and ways of speaking about it. Like, oh, that's all of the devil. You can't do that. Go, Don't go there. You'll be in hell. Or... Other cultures have all kinds of other ways to try to scare you. It's all fear-based. 
scare you, turn you away. This also, the snake is in the armpit. That's another reflection. And that's, that is your attention. That's all your life energy and increasing your life energy and learning how to collect your attention back and focus it where you want, when you want it, on what you want, and holding it there. No distractions. No babbling masks distracting you. Just whoo, like that lion. And you see that in her eyes. There's nothing, nothing irrelevant distracting her in any given moment. So this is an opportunity, death. This is this is the great kick in the butt here, the plume serpent. Get up and get going. Find out the truth of these things. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Here's our purpose. This is the line. This is our purpose is calling us. And the Hedekas used to talk about that as the song of destiny. Destiny's song. She's singing her song to you. She's calling you. She's luring you. She wants you to wake up and find yourself and find your purpose in life and step into it. Step forward and do it. This second line also, it's going through all these pieces again. It's accentuating them. Whenever there's more than one bone pointer line uh, going through something, it's talking about those pieces again, all over again. It's accentuating them, dramatizing uh, how important they are in this talk. And here... They literally make a triangle, so the, it's being talked about three times, accentuating identity, your identity, your identity, accentuating all these things that, uh, where you got your identity stuck. <laughs> it's stuck in the, the old programming, in the masks, in blind beliefs, in fake stuff. It has nothing to do with the real you, your real identity. It's all about the should, 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 should. Uh, when we're doing should, 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 we're covering up and ignoring what the vulture really is. The vulture really is all about absolute unconditional love and unconditional acceptance of all things exactly as they are. That includes yourself. Acceptance of everybody, everything, exactly as it is. Not judging it. No judgment. (laughs) Not thinking it should be something else, waiting for it to be something else. Just accepting unconditionally accepting with unconditional love everybody everything exactly as it is and that means accepting the virus and the pandemic and the powers that be 
uh, with all of their big agenda here uh, to put everyone under martial law on the planet, which is a little bit like what's happening right now. It's kind of, they're kind of succeeding there. That's martial law. You got to go in your house and stay there and don't come out. You can't go anywhere. And you're you, that business and you, and you have to uh, close your business until this thing is, we say this thing is all over. That's martial law. We need to wake up and see what all of that really is and what it's about. And it it has a history. It has a really, really big and long history of trying to control people on our planet, this world, this, our human race here. What does that mean? What, is, what are those stories? How does it apply now, today, to you and your family and your community and to our whole human race right now? We need to be looking at that, looking in those directions. The should, should, should blinds us. And while we do start looking at these things in a new way from a song perspective, that means we're coming from this unconditional love with unconditional acceptance. And yeah, that's an ugly picture. These people who want to control everything about us and our world and our culture and our money and our economics and our government and education and everything. That's an ugly picture. But we have to see it for what it actually really is. Not blown up bigger and uglier than it is. Not diminishing it, but seeing it for what it actually is. The real truth of it all. That's what we need to do. We need to look at this pandemic and the germ for what is actually there. What's actually happening. And what you hear from others, what you hear on the internet, take all of it with a grain of salt. Don't blindly believe any of it. Take all of it with a grain of salt. And if you're into that kind of thing, investigate for yourself. Ask the spirits. Do ceremony. Connect with your song. Connect deep inside. Connect with your spirits. Ask them. Show me the truth of this. Show me the truth of this, this thing, this issue. Show me the truth of uh, if I take this action, where does it lead me? If I take this action, where does it lead me? Let them be your helpers. That's what they're here for. And feel it all with your song, because your song knows. Your song is huge and ancient and vast. It's been around the bush a few times. It can see everything. It knows. So trust, trust your heart, trust your song, and 
connect with your song to your spirit helpers. We go through the line. We're we're again. We're we're looking at more pieces that we talked about already. We're looking at the hiding. We're looking at the bossed creativity, the purpose in life. We're we're looking at this. We're looking at this group right here uh, on the, the arm near the wrist, and that's what the people are really sick with. What's making the people sick? The, yeah, we get sick with the uh, viruses and bacteria and stuff, and we're sick for a little while. But there's always other things going on with it. And we might have a germ, and it's making us, you know, cough and, and, and have a fever, maybe feel miserable for a few days, runny nose and all, upset stomach, all that kind of stuff. But there's more going on when we have a germ. There's the whole thing about the interior in our body was the and and we see it right right in here. This is a deeper part of the story. Here's the germ with the black on it. Next to it is a piece with blue. It's a long light colored piece with blue lines. That's water. And that's a very important piece in this whole story. It's it's you know, in the the center of things here. It's being talked about by um, at least two of the three pointers very directly. It's next to the eagle, which is the truth, clear sightedness. There's masks over here, our addiction to our masks. Yes, we are very, very addicted to all of our blind beliefs, all of our masks, all of the masky behaviors, really addicted to it. This next piece has to do with money, money, property, possessions, political power, uh, that kind of thing. So we'll go back to the water. The germ is touching the water. And it's this we're talking about the water in your body because this piece is in the middle of your body, it's in the torso. It's talking about the water of the world. What happens to the water in your body is happening to the water in the world. And what's happening to the water in the world is happening to the water in your body. Because water is a living thing. Water has a spirit. It's alive. It's conscious. It thinks. It has emotions. It has intent. It, it's a spirit, rather big one. And all water is connected to other water. It's all, it's all deeply connected. And it's connected to whatever is around it and what's in it. So think for a minute about the water in the world and what do we have in our water? How many places have really pure, true, clean, drinkable water 
where you could just lean over into that lake or that creek and put it in your mouth, swallow it and be safe. How many places are there left like that? Not very many. We got all kinds of poisons in there. All kinds. Unthinkable, unnameable. And we have human waste products from our sewage plants. And we have pharmaceuticals of every kind of pharmaceutical you could think of that ever has been. Uh, It's in the water. The chemicals, the chemicals are in the water. Some of them in, in lesser quantities, some of them in more. And for some of these chemicals, it really doesn't matter how, how small it is. They're pretty darn deadly. We've got industrial agricultural pollutants that are in the water. What is out there is inside your body as well. Another thing that people have only begun to realize uh, and taken seriously is very recent, and that is microplastics. These are the big hunks of plastic that we keep throwing away. They get dumped into the ocean. A lot of this garbage goes just straight (laughs) from the garbage in your can onto a boat out into the ocean and dumped. We literally have islands of, of these, this garbage with huge amounts, unthinkable amounts of plastic, uh, whole islands of garbage in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, in the middle of, of each ocean. And they break down. The plastic eventually does break down and keeps breaking down. And now we have microplastic It's in our fresh water. It's in the ocean. It can even come down in the rain. And it's in our drinking water, even though you think you have filters and stuff. uh, It can get through a lot of the different filters. And this stuff, along with all the others, are just, uh, they're just hugely poisonous. Hugely poisonous to living organisms. They restrict the ability of the water to be able to uh, do what water is supposed to be doing. And water collects information. It, it, it just keeps collecting information about everything that is in it, everything around it, everything that happens near it. It collects electromagnetic signals, collects sunlight. It collects electromagnetic energies and electrons from the earth. It collects them from industry. It it collects uh, our Wi-Fi and our 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G energy signals. It collects all of that in the water and holds it. It holds the signals in there. And that disrupts its ability to change the molecules, the shape of the molecules, and how the molecules interact with each other and their electrical polarity. 
they need to be able to switch polarity so that a big group of them are all positive charge and a big group of them are negative charge. And when you have that uh, together, they're, they're separating. Um, there's, I won't go into what makes them separate, but they do, and they sit there like that. Uh, they do that in your cells and outside your cells, and they do it out in the big bodies of water, you know, in the rivers, lakes, oceans, wherever the water is, in the clouds. It's it's doing this. And all of these different poisons and all of these different electrical signals, especially 5G, because it's the biggest and loudest and noisiest, most powerful, it reduces the water's ability to be able to reorganize its molecules and form different types of crystalline structures. Water in any form is a crystal. It's a liquid crystal. And it needs to be able to to move and form and regroup itself to do different jobs, especially when it's in a living organism like your body, like inside your cells, or the, or the fluid, the plasma, uh, lymph fluid, and inside, outside of your cells and your blood. If it can't do that, if it, if it can't polarize itself, it can't have an electrical field that runs through it. And that's, that's a major piece of what keeps our cell alive is that electrical field. So we've been screwing up our health for a century with all these poisons and all this electrical stuff. And it's reaching uh, a crescendo, you could say. It's reaching a big, big, loud crescendo. With the introduction of the 5G, which I, I mentioned is the most powerful of any, any of these electrical signal things that have ever been created and put out there by, by us on our planet. And it has a huge wallop, a huge effect. It's totally, totally unnatural. Bodies don't know what to do with it. The plants, organisms in the soil, uh, animals of all sizes, human bodies, they don't know what to do with it. And we don't know how to counteract it. This virus has been coming out into our, our world, our society. It's been some say introduced, <laughs> engineered, purposefully, and introduced just at this time with 5G coming out in all these communities across the planet uh, as a cover-up. Because when, when you introduce a big change, electrical change like 5G, people get sick. They come down with something that feels and looks like a flu. They get sick and their bodies weaken and then they, they're vulnerable to all the germs that are around and they probably get sick with those. 
So there is a, a masking. The 5G is, is, is being kind of uh, masked, hidden, uh, so that we don't, we don't relate it with getting sick. We relate it with getting sick with a big, bad, new germ. The bones say that, yeah, there is a germ. It's a new germ, but it sure isn't anywhere as big, as bad as, as they have been telling us it is. What is big and bad is, is the effects of the 5G. And nobody, nobody has been able to test what's going to happen to people and the animals and the plants and the water and the air and the atmosphere, the weather. Because it, it, uh, these molecules, uh, the water molecules are going up in the air and they, they want to make clouds and they want to make rain or snow. And it changes their ability to be able to do that. It makes water an unhealthy thing to drink if it's full of 5G. If it's full of 4G or 3G, that's not very healthy either, but this is so much bigger. And water remembers. Water remembers everything. And it remembers when 4G came out, and it still holds it. It remembers when 3G and 2G came out, and it remembers when uh, radio and TV first came out. It remembers all of it. It has it all in there, recorded. And the signals are still all right there in, in the water. They're compounding. And that has a lot more to do with any physical illness that most of these people and us have been feeling. So, it, and it doesn't matter whether you're very young or very old or in between or compromised in another way. Yes, you can catch the germ, and yes, that germ um, has a propensity towards lungs and the gut. So if, you, if you're compromised in those places, you are going to be uh, able to catch that germ easier. It doesn't mean that you'll be really sick. But uh, when we're already very compromised with some something that could kill us already. Anything, any kind of germ, any any flu, any strip that we we catch that would, you know, a normal activity, normal life. We, you know, we're sick for a day or two, and then it's gone. We're through with it. But that can definitely, if you're really really compromised, could could be a really bad thing, a big, big, big issue. So this is 
This is right here with the eagle. This is truth. Here, um, it's in this cluster. It's on the other side of the bone. It's a little round, brown bone. And that's our center. And it's sitting in our center, but it's upside down. So we have... We have everything upside down and backwards because of our culture. And we're, we're in a state inside ourselves and our health. Uh, even those of us who have been working hard to wake up and work on our health because of all these other things, we, we have a lot of influences that keep us from perfecting our health. So, we have, we're living a lot of upside down and backwards things, even concerning our health. And here's another black piece. It's, that's the jaguar. And it's, it's got part of itself right in the very center. Uh, it's mostly on the right side. It's totally upside down, totally upside down. And this is a lot. It's saying again, this repetition in different ways of talking about it, about the same thing. When she's upside down, when the jaguar is upside down, she's acquiescing. She's acquiescing her power. She's acquiescing her belief in herself. She's uh, deciding to let everybody else make all the decisions because for some reason, she believes, society's told her that um, these people know more, the government knows more, the authority knows more, uh, this person over here knows more, scientist knows more. So she's giving up uh, any of her thoughts of argument um, or questioning, and she just goes along with whatever others are saying and having her do. She's totally Billy up. That's, that's our culture. Uh, and we've done that. Most of the people in our culture are, are uh, the Jaguar Billy up concerning so many things in their lives, so many issues in their lives. But when it comes to this issue, even more people have gone even more billy up. We're right near it here is one of the fish, and the fish talks about what we're relating to and how we're relating to it. And we're doing a whole lot of serious relating to our being billy up, acquiescing, giving up, letting others make all the decisions. Next to her is the Mother Earth, and she's right side up. She's she's down in the second chakra area. She on the right side of that vertical midline, and Mother Earth is uh, she's a huge power in our lives, a huge intelligence. She is a huge ally, and. 
we have uh, some others that are, are kind of in the mirror place here. So on the left side of midline, there's a little gray one and a little brown one. And the gray one is, is about sickness, illness, disease. Uh, and it has to do with a, um, a lot of things that are emotional, mental, things that are unresolved. Unresolved issues, and we call that a stash pot because it really is. It's kind of like a, a pot that we have in our energy field. And we lift the lid up and we stash things that we don't want to have to deal with, stash things that are totally unresolved, uh, uncomfortable. We don't want to face them. Perhaps it's something like anger that uh, we don't want to believe that we could get that angry. We're not supposed to uh, be really angry or respond with a lot of anger. It's, it's just not socially the right thing to do. So we, and we don't like the feeling of it. So we stash it, pretend it doesn't exist. Never resolved. It's in the pot, close the lid and it, it festers in there. All that's, all that stuff, all the old, unresolved, unlooked at, ignored, denied, denied ex existence. All, it's all in the stash pot. Uh, that makes us sick mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and eventually physically. And we see a lot of that. Sitting next to it here. This is uh, a phallus. This is uh, all about fun, pleasure, the, the delights of the material 3D physical world, the pleasure of following something you love. Like if you're an artist, you want to do your art and you get great pleasure from doing that art. Uh, if you're deeply in love with something or someone, uh, there's a lot of pleasure in that love is passion, passion. So passion for all different kinds of things, including sexuality, of course. And Mother Earth is a, a lot about passion, like the frog. Letting yourself feel the, the passions that come from your, your song. Not the kind of passions that are dredged up from your masks and they're, they're twisted. They're twisted and weird and not that. We're talking about true song-generated, song-felt, heartfelt excitement and love for something or someone, love of life, passion for aliveness. That's what this piece represents. It's right side up and it mirrors the earth and it's really close to death, our doorway. And so this second chakra, this 
birthing area here is really full. It's it's full of Mother Earth. It's full of passion. It's it's got the doorway. We are ready to birth whatever we choose for ourselves, for our health, for our lives, for our family, our culture, for humanity, for the whole earth. This is a huge time of change, a huge time of change and opportunity. And many of us, most of us maybe, are feeling that alarm clock, the plume serpent, the alarm clock, it's it's time for some some big change, big freedom, big away awakeness. We we follow the line up, the next piece that's gets close to that line right here. That one is commitment, and it's on its side. So it's not it's not touching anything. It's just kind of sitting there waiting, waiting to be noticed, waiting to be engaged. We have not committed. We have not committed to what it is we want for ourselves now, for family, human race. We haven't committed what we want for the future for the generations ahead, we are acquiescing. We're leaving the decisions of what's going to happen to us, what's going to happen to our kids, what's going to happen to our descendants, the generations, the rest of the people on the planet, the rest of life on the planet. We keep acquiescing to the authorities whoever they are that they're going to take care of it and we're all going to be okay we have to commit with all our heart we have to commit what is it we actually want what do we want for ourselves what do we want for our children for our ham our family our community, for humanity, for the whole earth. What do we want for the water of the earth? Water is a big, big piece in the story here because water carries all this information. It's alive and it remembers. It remembers all of us. And without water, being able to be water and do what water does to keep us alive, all this magic with changing its molecules and lining the molecules up and making different designs and rings and stacks and different types of crystals. Uh, It does that all by itself. And this is what makes life work inside our bodies and out there on the, on the planet, it it has to do with continuance. That's why the symbol continuance looks like rain. So what are we going to commit to? 
I guess that's, that's, uh, we're given time right now. So many of us have to be at home. We have to recluse. And some of us don't even have any work to do when we're home. This is the time to just sit there, be alone, be by yourself, and feel your song. Do the song ceremony. Learn your song. We're going to be doing a ceremony pretty soon here, um, probably either recorded or, or we'll uh, show it live, the ceremony of gratitude uh, to show you all the, this piece of, of the tradition and how important gratitude, thankfulness, deep, deep, heartfelt thanks and gratitude for everything. And that changes things. That changes the water. It changes the nature of water. It heals the water. And it heals ourselves. It heals others. Feeling your song, doing the song ceremony, heals you on all levels, heals the water inside you, heals what's around you, heals the, the water around you, the space around you, people around you. So the spirits are suggesting to commit, to find what you, what's in your heart, your song, what do you need to commit to? What does that have to do with your purpose in this life? As we follow the line up, here we are. There's two pieces, two pieces up there in the right ear. And one of them has to do with uh, the people, the the people of our culture, the people of our, our world. This is on the right side. This is 3D time space. And this is a, a male kind of an energy. Next to it is the warning piece. This is warning of energies coming from outside. Warnings, and it's coming through the ear. So we have... Energy is coming from this, this male, dominant, patriarchal, uh, mask culture, the sleep culture that is dangerous, that is coming, coming into us. We're, we're listening. We're listening to it, and it's getting in, and it's not true. Is not clean. It's dangerous energy. But it it has to do with with the virus and the pandemic, but it also has to do with the, the history behind all that that I've been talking about, that the bones are uh, relaying the history here. 
So we move over just a little bit right there in the cheek, in the right cheek. That's the teachings. And it's accentuated. The bringing the teachings into your life. It's not directly on the line, but it's it's it has echoes. It has it has uh, mirrors here, 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 and and even some of this. So those are reminding us of what's out there, what we grew up with, what the dominant culture is like. Uh, and it's, it's not entirely to our benefit. But the teachings, this is a good time. This is a, a very good and healthy, promising thing to be engaging in these teachings, to bring them out, to share them with others. Because here we're, we're looking at these different reflections. Over here, that's creator. And it's with the, a female energy, the nonlinear energies. They're both on the left side. They're both on that nonlinear side. And they're close to the mouth touching the mouth and this white piece with a red line in it right in the mouth that is freedom real freedom and we need to to take that in but also to share it back out we need to Take it in, to digest it, to learn it, to learn how to live it, to be it, to be your song. And share it. That's, that's what the frog is all about. Sharing. Sharing what is healing and, and healthy and helpful. And bringing continuance and, and, the promise of beautiful, beautiful life with all kinds of surprises in it. The third energy line, that's this little long pointer, little bitty guy. It makes the energy line the same way. It's a whole line that's coming off both ends. It starts way back over here. And it's starting with this this group right here and this is this is old this is dying out this is um, stress and loss and pain and giving away pieces of ourselves and having anger and frustration and and irritability and all part of the old masky world we go up the line Go straight to the plume serpent again. Straight to the plume serpent. This the alarm clock is going off and it is getting louder. Here, this white piece on the leg and 
sort of close to the line, close to the plume serpent. That's the forbidden fruit. The forbidden fruit. These are all the things that society says you shouldn't have and you you shouldn't be doing. Uh, you shouldn't be thinking about. This has all the things that have to do with the non-linear, things that have to do with the truth of yourself, your song, the truth of the world, the whole non-linear part of existence, part of yourself, part of everything else in the universe. Forbidden fruit. And we need to to get that. So part of the waking up with the plume serpent is acquiring the forbidden fruit. They come naturally just because you aren't blocking them anymore. Also on the leg is this dark energy coming into all of us. Dark, nasty, bad. And that has to do with all of the the physical poisons that we talked about it has to do with the electromagnetic poisons, the EMF, the 5Gs, all of that. And it's, it's on our right leg. It's in our, our physical world. It's in our physical body. And it gets in. And it's, it's nasty. It can be lethal especially when you keep adding to it. The next piece over on the leg, on the right side, that one has to do with um, what we are eating, drinking, what we are putting uh, on our bodies, in our bodies, breathing, uh, etc. It has to do with what the environment is around us, and our ability to, to fix and change any and all these things. There are things that we can do to lessen uh, some of these electromagnetic things in our lives and their effects on our body. There are things that we can do to um, lessen the exposure to the physical poisons and be able to get them out of our body. Then the spirits are talking about we need to incorporate this in our life. This this has to be a piece of our foundation that holds our house up. This, this has to be a, a major piece of our lives if we're going to survive and if we're going to have generations that follow us. We follow this energy line up and we're we're talking about a lot of these pieces again. Here we are. This is the door. This is death, change, the opportunity, death of the old. Death of the old. And the beginning of something new, things that are new that we are dreaming up, that we are creating because we're waking up. And we're seeing how how life needs to be to heal ourselves, to heal our world.
So up the third line here, we're, we're talking about the same acquiescing things again, following passion, our passion. And we're going right over the uh, vulture, the black triangle, the unconditional love that um, all we have to do is turn that piece over and stop shooting ourselves. Should, 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 should give up all that, all those blind beliefs and all those, the, the dictates and the rules and the have tos and the shoulds that come with that. When we turn the peace over, it's pure unconditional love and unconditional acceptance of all things just as they are. No judgments, no expectations. And our gifts start showing up. Our gifts being able to converse with the spirits, two-way conversation, being able to perceive what they are communicating to us and finding better and better, more fruitful, beautiful feeling ways of communicating with the spirits and ceremony, bringing ceremony back into our lives. The line you know, goes further. It's talking about the, the dog again with the blind beliefs. Lots of accentuations here. And it goes through the, the left arm, through the left hand. There's a little piece out here by the left ear. That's the hawk. And then the hawk talks about our spiritual path, which has to do with our purpose in life. And what we're doing, how we're walking this walk, we're learning a huge amount about our purpose in our life and our path and our song by going through this this whole COVID-19 pandemic experience and learning everything that we can from it on all levels. Learning our song, learning how to feel uh, our heart and the spirits, what they're all communicating. We're learning how to wake up. That's part of the, the opportunity uh, that is here for us. This death, the plume serpent together, the Mother Earth, all these different things here, the, the snake with our attention. We have this opportunity to, to really make headway in personally waking up. Each person has to do this waking up for themselves. And as we do that, we help others. We influence others energetically and with our our example of what waking up is and how to do it. We don't even have to say anything to, to people. The instructions are in the energy. So this is part of, of this opportunity. We, we've got some time and space here, most of us. We've got uh, 
a real big change in the energetics around us. A lot of things are different right now with a lot of businesses being closed, a lot of lot fewer cars on the road, and uh, a lot of those kind of energies uh, have dampened down quite a bit. This is a great opportunity to, to meditate, to journey, to do ceremony, to learn these things that the spirits have talked about and wake up. When we wake up, there's so much healing that goes on inside us on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and it heals, the healing radiates out, it just keeps going, radiating out. This is our magic. This is a a time to reach out there and grab, grab that magic, grab that power that is yours. As we follow the third line, and it's going out, so there's peace, whitish peace off the board up there. We've, that's our goal. That's what we want to really see. That peace out there is called washishu. That means eats the fat. And it's, it's what this, uh, what this peace represents is this entire modern culture that is totally based on this backwards turning upside down energy and doing everything uh, with greed greed and force power over other at the expense of other doing everything that we do ends up being at the expense of other and it doesn't have to be that's a big message with the spirits here it doesn't have to be like that there's a lot of different ways to do all kinds of different things that we do we think we'd like to have in our, our style of living doesn't have to be done the way we've been doing it. We, we're doing everything upside down and backwards. So it's, it's time. It's time to find new energy sources and, and get those into uh, the population, popular use, public use, things like that. Time to change what we do to the water and the soil and the air and uh, subsequently every physical thing on the earth. How we've ruined the soil. We don't have to do things that ruin the soil. There are much better ways to make food. Much better ways to create environment, we need to dream the dream and act it out. So the Washishu, way over there, he's way over there because we've pushed him off the ground. We've, we've already created a lot of momentum through the last 
hundred years and with every decade we've created more to help people wake up to build a different world a world that doesn't have to do everything at the expense of other we're pushing him off the board and here this is the results if we follow our song and our passions and love, absolute unconditional love and acceptance. We're going to push that culture all the way off the ground out of our existence. And that's, that's a good, good picture. That's a good story. It's our story. And, and, uh, we can make it happen. So that's what that's what the bone spirits have to say today. Thank you. Thank you all very, very, very much. It is always an, uh, such a privilege. It's such an honor. I thank you. I thank you all. Holy smokes. Thank you, Kay. I'm speechless. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, spirits. Thank you, everybody. Break. I think it's time. We need to give everybody a little water break. Okay, we are back at 2.30 hour time, so 10 minutes. we we'll see you then. Thank you. Okay, here we go. A reminder again. Um, I'm not sure yet what we're going to do with this whole bone throat because it was so beautiful and powerful but it may go out to a larger audience. So if you do not want to be on that video talking or anything, you need to mute mute your video. Okay. Thank you again, Kay. This was, wow. And big, big love and gratitude to you and the spirits and all of you guys. It's pretty amazing that we can do that and that this happens. All right. Who got questions? Aluna.
Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hello. That was amazing and beautiful, Kay. Thank you so much. I'm blown away. And Helmut, thank you for all of your help and support with that. Um, I have a question about uh, the possibility of, of being forced to be vaccinated with this potential uh, agenda <laughs> and your thoughts on that and how to how do we protect ourselves from that? First, you have to make the decision. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah? Okay. First, you, you need to make the decision for yourself. Fighting with the new equipment. <clears throat> of what it is you really want to do, why you want to do that, and and then take the steps. They're going to be different from state to state and, and community to community and and whatever your job is, with some people's jobs, uh, you know, it's mandatory that you do this. Uh, when I was in college, and that was, you know, quite some years back now, it was mandatory for everybody to have this long stream of shots before they would let you in the door. And I, I went for my first shot, which was... Uh, it was the diphtheria, three in a row, diphtheria, something, something. It was three all together in one shot. And I broke out with an entire body rash. <laughs> I mean, it, my entire body, inside my mouth, down my throat, uh, my eyes, uh, you know, affected my digestive system, everything. So... I ran back to the doctor, and I was supposed to get several of those plus a whole bunch of other shots that came with it. And he said, um, you know, he, he wouldn't. He just, it was a, a danger to me to uh, be subjected to any more shots. I was fine with that. I mean, I... I was pretty young and I hadn't really known much about any of this stuff, but the shots always kind of creeped me out a little bit. And he just wrote it all off. It was a doctor's excuse. I don't know whether he said I am unable because I react too badly or whether he just said done, 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 done. I don't know what he did, but he wrote it off for me. Um, Maybe in uh, your particular professions, there's there's a, a way out with a doctor's excuse or just demanding, just absolutely refusing. I know for some people, uh, the demand is, is intense enough and the people behind it are uh, determined enough that they'll fire you. So... Presumably, you don't want to go there, but there's always there's always a way. There's always a way, and there's groups. There's always lots of groups about that are against vaccines, and have a way of speaking out, and maybe know a lot more tricks on how to help you stay out of the vaccines and help to keep your kids out. So 
It depends on what you want and what your commitment level is. Mm-hmm. But they, they're bad. Yeah. They are really bad. Most of them don't do a whole lot to actually protect you from what they're supposed to protect you from. And that's out of the word of doctors and researchers who worked on vaccines. So I can't support any of them. I don't, I don't see any reason to be putting poison in our bodies or especially our children's bodies. And what these things do to the water in your body, the spirits are really big on, on water more and more and more through the years and especially through the last months and weeks. They're getting more and more intense about water. And our need to acknowledge the water and show respect and great gratitude for the water in our body and the water outside. If you have an altar or you want to make one, make sure there's room for water. There's different ways. You could put it in a, a jar with a lid on, on your altar, or you could have some kind of little vessel and put water in it whenever the water dries up. Or in our case, whenever the cat has finished <laughs> drinking all that water. <laughs> so I have to, every time I'm over in that area, I have to remember to look, and, and I have a little pitcher <laughs> I sit down under the TV set and so I can feel it's a very tiny it's a teeny teeny little stone uh, bowl and it was used in antiquity uh, for making or keeping serving something very small maybe medicines uh, something like that but it sits on my altar right here and it, it holds this, you know, just this little teeny dribble. Can I ask another question about water? Yeah. Um, just uh, reading up about 5G affecting the water and making it non-structured. And so it we don't have structured water in our body. I haven't <coughs> researched it completely, but... What are your recommendations on structured water? Is that having the Red Bull or the um, the other tools, the somatic, somavetic bowls, or what do, what actually works to structure water? All those things help structure water. And there's water programs to go with the Red Bull that help restructure water and Water is structured in many different ways. It takes a, quite a lot of different um, exact formations, crystalline structures, and the, some of them, the 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 crystal cylinder shapes of the molecules are much uh, much more clearly defined and closer together. So it's 
uh, that's a Jill. That when you have that, it it appears like a Jill, and that's what we have in ourselves uh, along the the tissue, like inside the cell. You have this, the interior of your cell membrane, and along that interior membrane, that's where the the densest structure occurs uh, in layers. And then after that, it it has very little structure. It's more like what we would call a uh, very watery water, and it that has a positive charge when it's really dense and it's next to the the membrane, it has a negative charge, a strong negative charge. So the the tighter together, clearer the form of those those crystal shapes in the molecules, and the closer they are together, the stronger the negative charge. And as those layers build up, the charge increases. But you have a positive charge, you have a negative charge, you have an electrical flow that happens because of it. A flow of electricity is a battery. And this this takes slightly different forms. The, the negative part is sometimes called the easy zone, the excretion zone. It excretes all kinds of other things and makes these, you know, all the nice more and more crystalline shapes. Um, all of that changes from one kind of cell to another, from one place in the cell, from the, um, from the membrane that defines the cell, its wall, structured. All of these are structured in a certain way that could possibly be different than what you would find flowing in a river. But even in the river, when it's nice and clean and wild, it's structured like that in different places of the water. Uh, Even the stuff that's less structured, there is structure. When you hit a polluted body of water, or the stuff that comes out of the tap because it's been through the, um, been through the the whole uh, water um, cleaning and distribution center, mm-hmm. and they've added their chlorine and you know all the rest of it. Uh, <clears throat> it goes through those long metal pipes. It's it becomes totally unstructured and with a lot of those chemicals uh, it's very difficult for it to take any structure at all. So you find a polluted body of water, you know, a pond, a river, a lake, <laughs> the ocean with the, our islands of garbage. The water can't not structure itself anywhere near that garbage. So for miles away from the actual island of garbage and underneath it, the water is dead. So there's lots of ways to 
to improve it. And the bowl definitely helps. The rates, those water symbols, um, they could help just putting the symbols on on a bottle of water. Oh. Different things that you can do. You could have it in a bottle of water. You could have it sit in the sun, not real long, but for a while to collect sunlight. And you can shake it. Having it go through filters that take out as much of those poisons as possible, that makes a difference. You can um, use products like the um, humic fulvic mixture because that's uh, that comes from a, a deposit uh, in the ground or in a mountain, you know. It's it's mined. It's actually mined. It's huge deposits that were jungles at one time, forests or jungles in the prehistoric times. And the, this is what it turned into. All the humic soil from that perfect forest, all those plants, they create the, the humates. If you have a really rich garden soil, it's full of humates it's a thick humic material and it's very alive lots of microbes full of all kinds of nutrients so that's what this is it has all sorts of nutrients especially all the trace minerals and a variety of different macro minerals and you can buy it uh you could buy the liquid that's made from it, like the ancients, the indigenous people would go to these mines, collect a whole bunch of the dirt. It's almost like a rock, halfway between rock and dirt. And they would put it in their water storage. They'd sprinkle some in it and just let it sit. And it, it adds all of that humic nutrition from the ancient forest into the water and makes it so it can restructure itself as it needs. And of course our diet, uh, what, what we're putting in our mouth and whether we're smoking or not, or whether we take drugs or pharmaceuticals or um, whether we eat junk food, whether we eat sugar, uh, all that stuff, all the stuff you know that we're saying is is not real healthy for you. Uh, the, all that stuff takes away your body's ability and the water's ability to structure the water. That's why the. Um, the Hedekas and their people and the pre-dynastic uh, Egyptians. That's why they talk so much about what you put in your body and, and what you put on your body is medicine. So don't, don't drink a bunch of booze. Don't, you know, take illicit drugs. Be careful what you eat. Don't eat sugar. 
Make sure you have animal protein and a lot of animal fat and hopefully high quality. High quality is really important. High quality meaning organic, free range, eating its natural food, being able to roam around and be in in the fresh air, the sunlight, or <coughs> excuse me, the rain, uh, the snow. Hold on a second here. Sorry about that. <clears throat> so those are probably some of the most important things that you can do. But the, the Hedekas said, the pre-dynastic Egyptians, think about how your, your ancient ancestors um, Ancestors directly, but also, you know, humans that lived a long time ago and didn't have other choices. This is the way what was there, and this is the way they lived. Uh, and what what did they eat? What did they drink? How did they how did they handle their water? What was it like? What was the what was the food like? What sort of herbs and, and things, additives and things, did they put into their water or their food? That's, that's our actual long-term heritage. That's what our, our organs and our cells and everything are designed to deal with. We've been, we dealt with those things for so many millennia that that's what's best for us even now. Just because all of that changed in the last 100 years, especially 50 years or the last 10, 20 years, keeps changing more drastically, doesn't mean our body adapted to any of that. That is, that's way too soon. I hope that helps. It does. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good questions. Thank you. And thank you and Helmet for all your effort. I know you've been putting a lot out there for us. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Yep. Um, we have a lot of people, so this may... This may go for a while. Um, Mary was asking whether or not there's uh, rates to for 5G for the Red Door. 
not for 5G. The best thing that you can do right now is to write statements. Short, concise, simple, direct. Clear the vibration out of your your tissues, out of your water, out of your uh, uh, energy field, out of your house, (laughs) out of your property, out of your kids. Something really straightforward and concise. Okay, who else? Katie, Vicky, you're next. Hey, uh, just sticking on the water. Thank you. You're cutting out, Katie. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, I'll uh, try to get my question out quick. My internet is unstable. Uh, <clears throat> you mentioned, Kay, that the thing, the virus piece, but I correlation there if there is one in our water structured water makes us you're cutting out too much katie is there anything else just the, how the vibe in the bone throw the virus piece but i didn't hear how they were connected let me see if I've, i got your question right because every time you say it <laughs> so same pieces cut out. <laughs> so I think you're asking, what is the connection between the virus piece and the water piece? Correct? Yes. Like if our, yeah, just, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, they're sitting, um, not just next to each other, but the virus piece is kind of turned like this, so it isn't straight up. It's a little on its side. And this is the water piece, and it's kind of leaning on it a little bit. And their connection, um, the one of the things that's a little different about this particular virus is that it affects the water's ability to freely structure itself as it needs. But there's a lot of uh, viruses and bacteria that we deal with in the last decades that do the same thing. This does it more severely. That's one of the reasons we feel so crappy when we get sick with, with a cold or a flu or, you know, a strep or something. Whoops. Helmet. Let's see what she does. Anna jumped on the board with the, cause the bones are still up. Yeah. The bone throw. Let's see what she do. What do you say? Do you have something to say? When an animal jumps onto the ground, even a fly, you know, even if it's a cockroach runs across, get on your board and stops, your your ground 
is an altar. It's sacred space. Oh, she's laying down on the solution. Okay. That's it. All right. And you can't disturb them. <laughs> Not supposed to disturb them. You're supposed to let them do whatever they do to those pieces and move them. Now, sometimes cat, dogs especially, dogs are not trustworthy, really. Oh, she's trying to eat the washishu piece. <laughs> well, she may, she may not be going whole hog to actually try to devour it. On, uh, Alice used to pick it up and chew with something every now and again. Okay, she just touched with her mouth a potential piece. We have potential. She's still going after the washishu piece. So we let them do whatever they do, and whatever they move, it becomes an important piece of the message because they're in the spirit world and they're talking for the spirits when they're, when they're in there. So if, if it's like a fly or a cockroach, whatever it touches, whatever where it goes, the line it makes, and um, if it stops at particular pieces, th these are significant things. Now she's, uh, she's liking the magic piece. She kind of gave it a kiss, pulled it closer to herself. Now she's rolling on it. And she's got it in her mouth. No, don't eat it. Spit it ah. out. <laughs> that one's just a little too small. <laughs> She's really new at this. She's really, she's rarely had the opportunity. Her predecessor, Alice, um, was very, very good at speaking for the spirits, pointing very specific things out. She would go to pieces that I didn't talk much about or maybe didn't say anything about and point them out. It's like, you forgot to talk about this one, and you should say something. Okay, are you keeping your eye on her? Uh, yeah, as much as I can. <laughs> Some of the, the bone pieces are small enough that she could swallow them which may or may not go down really well. Okay. 
Uh, I hope we we answered your question before Anna. Uh, came in yeah i think you did i just i just met um during the bone throat they were kind of touching and then you went into the importance of the water but uh you didn't mention how the virus affected the water or if the virus was powerful because our water is already affected both yeah it's already affected and the water is is soaking up um all the G's before 5G, and it's now soaking up 5G, and it remembers, it remembers everything. And these are frequencies and patterns that are very disruptive to, to life and to water and to the water's ability to be able to freely structure itself in whatever way it needs to. In a living organism, out in, in a pond, a lake, or a little puddle of water maybe that's collected on a leaf. That water is going to have highly structured areas next to the leaf tissue and less structured, and there's going to be current there. It'll be collecting sunlight and electrons from the earth and from the plant and delivering them. It radiates everything it collects. It also radiates out. Well, I guess that's that. With she, she didn't she, anything away, did she? <laughs> no, <laughs> she was tempted to try to chew the little tiny magic piece. <laughs> Thank you. It Kay. is. It's a really tiny piece. Well, you're very welcome. Beautiful. All right. Um, <laughs> if you can use the hand raising on the on the Zoom app, that probably makes it a little easier um, for us. Vicky. Hi, thanks everybody. Um, is there a way, Kate, to, Kate, to use the bowl for um, Calling our attention and strengthening our ability to hold our attention. Yes, there's a, a section in the big manual um, song section, and there's there's things in there that help. But this is something that you have to train yourself. We have the habit of giving our attention over to our masks and letting our attention just bounce everywhere and flip-flop from all kinds of <laughs> whatever seems to pop up in our mind or pops up in our, our personal view screen. It's a, it's a commitment and discipline thing. We've been raised, we've been taught in our culture that uh, we can find a way to fast-track everything. 
anything, everything. You can find a way to um, to create a, a drive up spiritual knowledge, drive up, wake up uh, thing that, you know, that's all you do. You just go get this thing or read it or listen to it or take it or um, you broadcast it to yourself and, you know, 15 minutes later, two days later, you're enlightened. You're you're all awake. And it just doesn't work that way. Waking up is something you actually have to take action on yourself. You have to be highly committed to stick with it and do what it takes. And it takes time. I hope that helps. Good. <laughs> Great question. My Apache friend always wanted to open a drive through enlightenment business. And his idea was to hand out big lighters for people when they drive through. <laughs> Never got anywhere. Dang. Okay, who's next? Oh, man, are we already done? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) 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 Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you knew I would jump in here. <laughs> um, I wanted to to go back to the part of the bone throw, which is affirming that the COVID virus is is an actual thing, and yet the narrative, the the untruths, the inaccuracies are around the narrative and um, the approach to the to finding a solution. Am I understanding that correctly? I'm not quite sure what you mean. Say that again. Um, well, because there was so, of course, so much information in the bone throw, um, but I wanted to make sure I was understanding. It's not that. It, that the spirits confirmed that yes, the virus is a real thing that is occurring and happening and affecting us, but it's the, um, the, the, the untruths or the inaccuracies or the manipulations that's in the narrative that's in the, um, agreement or the approach on how to handle it. Yeah. That's, that's where the separation yeah, from the, is from the establishment from the from the um the establishment from the governments from um the cdc from people who are all kind of sitting in that court their narrative is that it is really really bad and really 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 dangerous like the black plague 
you know, it's going to sweep through Europe and kill, you know, two thirds of your population. Uh, it does not have that, that kind of deadliness. And we're not as susceptible as the people of that time. Whoa. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> she has something to say. <laughs> she, she's back on the on the ground. <laughs> oh, okay. She's going to answer the question for me. <laughs> <clears throat> well, she went to the other potential piece and batted it a little bit. Okay, she's. Hopefully she won't jump. This table's not stable. So when she when she jumps on it, you don't have to push very hard at all, and it, it goes down. <laughs> it just drops. So Yeah, she she really likes the potential pieces, the magic pieces. She's just, you know, like rolling on them and Oops. Yeah, no claws. Yeah, no, no, don't bite it. No, don't chew it. Well, she's getting some experience. She's getting a good lesson, but she does have to be monitored. Is she licking or chewing the placard? She's doing, trying to do both. No, there's a bone. Oh, she's getting it away from the clacker. Getting the bone. There's a little bone in there that she's after. Yeah, no claws, no claws. Okay, you, you monitor. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we have several different ideas floating around out there we have have in center stage with the loudest voice their bullhorn is bigger than anybody else's and that's the establishment and and they're saying you know that have been saying that it's super bad super dangerous never anything like it it's going to kill everybody uh the spirits say that that is not true when they know it it's not true. There is a virus. It is new. It is a little different. It affects the water a little differently <clears throat> in a bad way. And it can make people sick like any flu. It'll get symptoms. Different people, different times for different situations will you know, barely be sick. And other times, other people... Uh, they're going to be more sick, someone really compromised uh, because of the level of their health. 
could have something to do with their age as well. You know, it could cause some serious problems like any other flu or strep or many of these other bacterias that we get that give fluish like symptoms can give you pneumonia, meningitis, you know, there's lots of germs out there that, that fit that description. And many of them are worse than this germ. So I guess, I guess what I struggled with then is the information that we're being fed or given where uh, the mortality, um, I mean, talk about death here because yeah people are experiencing the loss of loved ones and um and you know there was the death piece on the bone throne where it landed the death piece is not talking like trying, about try to tell people who've lost loved ones yes on the in this in my bones the death piece never talks about somebody dying it's not that kind of death. It talks about change, big change, the opportunity, a doorway. And depending on who you listen to, there are those out there who are people who work in that field of germs or um, a government people who have been in the know uh, about these particular kinds of circumstances. They, they're well aware of the propaganda, the, the lies. And one of the ways to manipulate it is to manipulate your numbers. And pharmaceutical companies have been manipulating their numbers since the beginning of pharmaceuticals and manipulating them in really big, horrible ways and, and disguising death rates for their pharmaceuticals or the rate of the side effects and how severe they are and what they are. And they, they hide it. They lie. They outright lie. And they create... Uh, scientific papers that get published in scientific journals about all this false data and it goes out there and people believe it because that they think that system is clean that scientific system and the system with the journals and the um, they're doing their tests and the, it's all honest and clean but a lot of it is not and there's a number of different ways that you can count death rates and, and attribute it to this disease when it isn't really true. You can, you can research that. It's the best thing to do because it gets complicated. Uh, there's, you know, these, there's different ways they do it. Uh, one is to blame everybody that dies um, 
that they're dying from uh, COVID-19 when that's not necessarily true at all. The test itself, the COVID-19 virus test is quite a lie. It's a scam. The only thing it can test, and it does that quite poorly, is to test that you have a COVID family virus. I mean, not COVID, Corona, Corona family virus. COVID is a member of Corona and it's a huge family. It's this huge number. And there's a lot of them that have infect humans, most of which are um, really mild. They're, they're common cold germs is what they are. And everybody has them. They're everywhere. We usually have some of these that we carry in our body all the time. We never get 100% out, uh, rid of them. We have little populations in our body, and then we, we get worn down with something, and then this has an opportunity, and it bursts out. Um, and then we've got, you know, a little flu. We got the cold again. We got the flu again. This test picks up all all the uh, coronaviruses, not real efficiently, but that's what it does. And it it gives a lot of false positives. Uh, And they're attributing every positive to COVID-19. So that's a lie. That's a lie. Um, my son's landlord had cancer. He was in a real bad way. He was in the hospital, maybe trying to get healthy enough to have this operation for his cancer. And he started getting flu symptoms. They gave him the test. He tested positive. He died. And they attributed the death to COVID-19. Uh, can I jump in here, Kay? Sure. This has been a general method in Italy where everybody who died who tested positive for the virus, this particular virus, um, the cause of death was was uh, ascribed to that virus. Uh, that's why they had such a high mortality rate. And in Germany, about, I think they had, had a mortality rate because of that, that was 9 or 10%, I think. And in Germany, which is about 500 miles away, they had a mortality rate. And I don't know exactly it was 3% or 0.3%, but it was so much lower because they didn't do that. But another story that I came across um, the other day was the guy uh, of, from the Imperial College that told the British people, government to shut down the country or 500,000 people are going to die. Revised the number a few days ago to 20,000 people or less, and they may not even all die from the virus. And today, I believe it was today, he said it's probably just going to be 5,600, so less than the usual flu, actually. And... uh, 
and he claimed, of course, that's because uh, everybody practiced social isolation. But most most experts say that's bullshit. But just to know, to give you an idea, sense of what's going on. That's a just some examples. And remember that the test is not a specific test for COVID-19. Nobody knows even how to create a test that would specifically identify one single virus. Oh, yeah, that's another story from the guy who did the test, who created the test. He created the Sika test, he, a test for Sika, for MARS, MARS, I believe it's called, or MERS and SARS. And this one, mm -hmm. this one he created within a day, I believe, or two from the virus being put on the international database. And it was not validated by the FDA. They just took it on as is. Nobody, nobody double checked or triple checked. Nobody's double tested anything. <laughs> not even once. There's a, these outsiders outsider scientists and doctors who get a hold of these different uh, materials and uh, information and they do their own tests and, you know, find out this, this other information. So there's an underground, you could say, of alternative information by people who are fairly credible and it's, you know, it's worth looking at. It's worth thinking about. It's worth asking your spirit helpers, your song. Uh, what is this? What is it really? What does this all mean? And uh, are these things, you know, a bunch of lies? One more. Um, the preeminent German, a preeminent German virologist and immunologist said the numbers are all bullshit. Life on life interview. I don't know his name, Bhakti, I believe. So, so then I guess the next level is um, you're breaking up. Cannot mm, understand you. Um, yeah, you were breaking up. We didn't hear anything you said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you you said something like, man, yeah, man, man. but yeah, we didn't do the translation. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll translate into our human agreed upon human language now. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> well. It's it's then it goes back to what we're being shown in the media where ice rinks are being converted into morgues and the chaos in the hospitals and the lack of equipment and the exhaust. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Did you lose me again? No. No. Oh, you didn't lose me again. Okay. I was going to move to someplace closer to the Wi-Fi. I have a so, couple of stories on that too. It just goes back to my question about, about, and I'm sorry to keep going on about this. I, so I can 
and I need to spend more time with my own journey and my own spirit team um, around this because I know if something's been feeling off, I haven't been able to put words to it. And then, and then looking, I think just the hardest time believing that there's such a global agreement and that yet people are really, um, uh, people are dying, which and they do every day, they do every day, but it's just a very loud um, noise and agreement that's going on. And, uh, and so that, you know, that's, that's with that kind of news and reporting that seems very real and not made up or bullshit. So trying to sort through it's, that. They had the, uh, the means, the technological means to make any kind of story they want look really real on the news. I mean, that's, that's easy these days. Somebody sitting at home with the right equipment can, can produce the same kind of stuff. Now, Helmut, you were showing, telling me about this um, story with this picture of people in beds, like in the halls of a hospital or something. And it was showed, the same picture was showing up in different places. Well, that's one thing that they used the same picture in Italy and in New York. But the kicker was that the picture was from a few years ago because they can't find any pictures of hospitals where people are really dying and desperate, like they say in the media. The other thing is there's a guy in Berlin, I believe, who went to a hospital, which was, which was supposedly the epicenter of the crisis and people are dying and stacked in hallways and everything. And he wanted to go to see what's going on. And the place was freaking empty. He put a video up about it on YouTube, but YouTube took it down pretty much shortly after. So the truth is not out there, not in the mass media. At least from my, what I find. Anyways, just I need to attend to the kitty again. <laughs> What's the piece on next to the that she sniffed next to the clacker? Oh, it's a few of them. Oh. Okay. It's <laughs> it's the the lion and um the propaganda the yeah. The lion was being able to stand up and and uh, own your truth and and be it and show it and not run from it or hide from it. And the lion was turned over on her back. And the, the people who want to push propaganda to control us one way or another for who knows what reason, uh, they, they're interested in lying to us to take away our power. And that has been a part of their game for centuries. 
They've been doing it for centuries. It's just stepped up. It's and now it's it's big. I think most people can agree on the standard news that you see on television, or you can tune in to that you know same news thing uh, on your computer through the internet. That you can't really believe much of anything. The truth of anything that they're talking about, who knows what that really is? They've been proven to to be false, to be lying over and over and over and over again. So that is part of this picture. That's part of you know. It's a pretty big piece of of what this bone throw is what it's all about, how they do what they do, why they do what they do. It's a lot to do with power and control. They want us to be a certain way. They want us to believe certain things. They want us to respond in very particular ways. And they've figured out a scenario where everybody responded. And with the governments um, shutting, shutting their country down, essentially, shutting off air traffic, shutting off um, all kinds of gatherings, restaurants even, um, you know, the, the list, it just kept getting more and more. They add more and more every few days to the, the list of businesses that had to shut down. And every, everybody, you know, be, be good to yourselves and everybody else. Go home, seclude yourself so that you don't spread the, this germ. But it's all, it's, it's based on lies. It's not accurate. Okay, a couple of more things on this. Hane just posted, there's a less than 1% mortality rate in Germany. Uh, that, I think that's lower than the regular flu that goes around, comes around every year. And Wendy, and by the way, you're next anyway, so are you done, Jennifer? Are you good? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wendy, you can share your, your input here. Uh, my question is a little bit different, but we, uh, we do have a friend that works in the VA here in Salt Lake City, and he was warning us from the beginning how dangerous this was. And then last week, he, he doesn't have any work. He's home. So it's kind of gone from like super scared, like warning everybody and to take this seriously. He was angry with James. He's our buddy. And he was mad that James was like telling him to kind of like look at it more logically. And now he's not, he didn't have work like a full time, you know, his regular work. He has less than regular work. So it's just, 
It's ridiculous. And they're shutting down, they're, they're hazmatting their streets. <laughs> they're spraying them down. That's what James does. He works downtown, so he, he sees what going on. It's just fear, fear you know, spreading fear like crazy here. And there's only two people, two people who passed away from the virus. You know, the so-called, like, the, you know, the shady test. <laughs> and so people are, people are telling me that I need, I need to be careful, you know, with my work and everything. I only, I work with people who, you know, trust me and I just, you know, I stay quiet and <laughs> keep helping people as much as I can. But that brings me to my question because I do want to help more people. And you know, I really want to know how, okay, how to attract people who are ready to wake up. How fast? No, I just want That's to work with people who are ready for, to wake up. I've, in my past, oh. feel like I've attracted people who are, I've attracted people based on my masks. So now I'm ready to shift into attracting people who are ready to wake up. And, and you will. And that's what happens as we start to wake up. We stop attracting the more masky people, and we start attracting people who are uh, either all already on their way or very interested in waking up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I worked on this client package all week long with your... Um, description of the bowl and thinking, you know, I'd like to do more online, you know, support like how you do with your group. But um, it's, I guess it just comes with the language when I'm in song, more and more in song. So I'm just wanting to help more people heal themselves. It's a, it's a language I've used for a long time, but people don't respond at least I haven't in the past I've had people kind of shy away for a moment, like kind of scared almost of what that weight what healing self-healing is all about like what is that is that even possible you know for them or that even they even need it or they have control over it so the potential is what I'm focusing on, is what I would love to be more a part of. And the the death that I was really when you when you pull when you start talking about the death bone, I was like I was cheering. I was like yay! <laughs> I was really excited about when you were when you were talking about that. The door is open. <laughs> the spirits have opened the door. It's time and. There's enough people who are interested and and aiming in that direction and living more and more with awake kinds of energies. And that just opens the door up for everybody. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Anybody else? Okay, Aluna sent in a question. You want me to read that, Aluna? I didn't uh, understand. Go ahead. I can just do a quick. It's probably it was a bit right. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I'm wondering. Uh, I need to look at my question, but so should we be? I don't know the Katasi view. If there's anything similar to like attracts like or the law of attraction, but should we be ignoring this virus some? Because if we could put our attention on it, aren't we giving it energy and helping it grow? If you put fear. Okay. Oh, that's fear, yeah, fear, negative uh, emotions, then you are giving it energy and it it has a chance to to actually um, get bigger, spread more. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess that was part of my question, I'm remembering. Um, I got kicked out, so I can't see it anymore. But I'm thinking, you know, the media uses us as a tool to be afraid, so we are like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're just feeding this fear machine oh there's a virus no one can see it and so it makes it even scarier and so people are just kept in this state of fear and they're they're creating it they're having us create it is that happening yeah yeah they're creating um their own personal fear zone they're living inside a thought form like a bubble that's just stuffed full of fear and getting more stuffed and other people adding to it and they're adding to it and it grows and it joins with other people's fear thought forms and it just gets bigger and, and more intense and more powerful. And that has so much debilitating effects on everything, your whole health, your state of, of mind, uh, the, your environment, the water inside you, around you, the air, everything. You're helping everything diminish by staying in fear and living in fear. But if you get to song and you live song and your feelings are your song and, and all that unconditional love and acceptance and no judgments, uh, all that, all that stuff, and you have that as your attitude towards the virus, or even the propaganda machine that is is putting out all this stuff, uh, the lies about it that are keeping everybody isolated in their homes, uh, not going to work. That's the outcome, the ramifications of all of this shutdown everywhere and the isolation. And people, so most people aren't going to be able to work from their home. There's, you know, people who uh, work uh, hand to mouth, maids, you know, uh, housekeepers. 
people who work for tips, like at a restaurant, uh, they're not working. <laughs> they can't. They can't do their work at home. How are they going to be making money? These people with these little businesses, little mom pop personal businesses, um, they're losing their business. They're maybe no matter what kind of business it was, it's it's probably declining. People not having as much cash on hand are not uh, doing things. They're not going places. They're, they're not buying as much online or even in the grocery store. That's, that is hurting an awful lot of people, hurting the economy. And um, it's a really, really difficult ways. It's going to take a while for the the actual people to recover from that. So, I'm sorry, you have more? Yeah. Uh, we really need to be thinking from our song and feeling from our song responding from our song, putting out lots and lots of, of love and peace, um, sending fear thought forms through the door wherever we find them, to start cleaning everything up energetically, cleaning people up energetically. Send the fear thought forms through the door. Put out love. Make thought forms of, of love and positive things, positive possibilities. So the media is essentially doing what your masks are usually doing. So when they come up again, just respond in the same way. So uh, another thing, Annika said that there is friends of hers in hospitals that really deal with sick people and they, they need a lot of help and, and they are overworked and everything. That's not to say that there's, there's not anybody in trouble. There is places where people are really dying from this and are very sick from this. But one of the things I have learned is that what Italy, northern Italy especially, has in common with Wuhan is that it's the most polluted place in the world. That's why they had such a grave outbreak there in the beginning. But what's being done with it now around the world is, is way Blowing, blowing it way out of proportions. You take the pollution level of these places that are supposed to be the hardest hit and look at the 5G. How much 5G do they have implemented in, in those areas? All that pollution, people living in that for a long time, 
that's debilitating. You add 5G, uh, they're going to get sick with, with everything, anything. All right. You're good, Alona? All right. Anybody else? I'll be coming to the end of the show. Apparently. Not even Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much for this. That was wonderful. Thank you for, for this. It was beautiful. I was wondering, with this backwards turning wheel, we're slowing down, we still have this inertia going, and it's all in our hands. How fast people can change their consciousness to make the changes happen faster? That's what people need to do. There's no way to calculate how fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody's different, everybody's unique, and it's the responsibility of each individual to go through their own waking up process to do that, to find who they are, who their song really is, who their real identity, what's their real identity, who are you? What are you? Everybody for themselves has to go into that and pursue it. And we find out who and what we are in stages. We get the first bits of, of experience and understanding, but there's so much more and it never ends because our song is really, really, really big. And really, really, really ancient. So we just keep waking up more and more and more. Some are going to be faster than others. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> the more people that uh, join this path to wake up, Whatever their tools are, whatever methods, uh, teachers, teachings, it's all good. Waking up, learning who they really are, what they really are, what their real identity is all about. We have learned to identify with with fake things all kinds of fake things and and blind beliefs and social uh activities social norms uh, people's expectations of us people's pictures of us their idea of who we are we've learned to identify with all that different stuff it has nothing to do with who we actually are nothing So we have to undo 
all of that and let it go and pursue the experience of who we actually are. Okay, I'll be keep I'll keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wake up or perish. <laughs> Somebody did a talk on that, I think I remember. <laughs> oh, beautiful. It was a good post on that topic. Say again. It was a good post on that topic. Wake yeah. up or perish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This was this was powerful, beautiful. Thank you so much. So glad you can join these ceremonies. Makes it really, really extra special. Thank you again, Kay. As always, it is it is an incredible honor. It's just a huge honor and a, a huge pleasure for me to be able to do this. And as always, huge thanks and gratitude to the spirits. That was remarkable. Always to thank the spirits. Okay. Love you all. Love you. Love you. Thank you love so you. much. Love you. Bye. Love you. Be in sound. Thank you all. Love. I love you. Love thank you. Us. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Good to Bye. see everybody. Bye. Thank you. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye.